That's right. <clears throat> Learning something. Episode. We won't say <laughs> seven or eight. We'll say episode uh, eight. But that's what this episode is gonna be about. Parenting. That's one of my all-time favorite songs, right there. Be a father to your child. Ed O.G. and the Bulldogs. Came out in the '90s. Really important song. Cause it speaks about fatherhood. It speaks about being a step parent. Speaks about motherhood. <clears throat> Trying to look at things from the whole perspective. Cause one thing people don't consider a lot of times when when it's a uh, broken home or quote unquote not the stereotypical situation if the parents aren't married per se when you're co-parenting whether you're not you're in a relationship or not you're not married so you still have to find a way to co-parent and a lot of young young parents sometimes older parents let their feelings get in the way of what's best for the child always consider the child's feelings first if you've been on that side you should really understand that sometimes it's hard to understand but within our community there's a lot of dysfunction family wise and we become numb to dysfunction and we think that dysfunction is the norm when it's really not <clears throat> it's not normal to come from a single parent home and there are single parent homes within both communities black community, white community Latin community Asian community but the main communities would be black and the white communities yeah you mostly only hear about what goes on in the black community when it's, a, when it's spoken about in a negative way as far as single parenting we've already had a show about stereotypes but I'm someone who can speak about being the stepchild, being a step-parent, and also having my own children, and being a child from a uh, divorced home. So I've experienced dysfunction on both sides as an as a adolescent and as an adult. tell you from personal experience there's a lot of times when, when one parent doesn't take his <clears throat> doesn't take his his or hers child's outlook into view it happens a lot unfortunately Job-wise, um, it may be a drug problem, maybe a gambling problem. You never know. <clears throat> but for some reason, a disconnection comes up, and that parent and that child's relationship suffers. It may be one parent may be jealous of another parent. You never know. One parent may be keeping that child from the other parent. And if it's not for a legitimate reason, that's child abuse. When one parent 
purposely destroys the relationship or retards the relationship between the child and a parent when they do that on purpose that is child abuse knowing how much a child needs both parents in their lives whether they're not living in the home or not to try to stunt that relationship you're causing a lot of hurt to that child now if the other parent falls short of their responsibilities that's different but when one parent once again when one parent says I'm going to keep you from seeing your child or and it's not a safety matter you are abusing that child because that child needs its mother or father in its life and you as, as a parent should know that you have to understand that because when you don't make that when you make that choice to, to do that you hurt all the parties involved like I said if that parent has shortcomings let that parent have shortcomings the child will understand sometimes we don't give children enough credit for how smart they are They, learn, they are learning a lot at a very rapid rate. And that's the truth. Nothing in the world like exercising the brain. Learning something. I want to give a shout out to my sponsors, Too Much Sauce St. Louis. Best restaurant. New restaurant in St. Louis. <laughs> 5249 Delmore, St. Louis, Missouri. 63108-314-448-6260. Call ahead 20 minutes as all, as all food is cooked to order. Tuesday through Saturday, noon to 10 p.m. My beautiful wife will serve you. But back to today's topic. Parenting. This segment. I want to speak about being a quote unquote stepchild. Even though I was a stepchild at a late age, in which, and what I mean by that is, I was a teenager when I became a stepchild. So my experience was kind of different. Even though I still did welcome it, because my 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 stepfather, Randolph Patterson, shout out to Randolph Patterson, A.K.A. Earl, was the first man to help me realize how if you love a woman that you meet, that you are dating and she has children, how you have to accept her children openly, unconditionally. That was a great lesson to learn in my life. When I saw that and it made me, like I said, it made me understand at an, at, at an early age, as far as being a young man, how to love someone else's children, how to be there for them, understanding, learning how to talk to them, not talk at them, get them to understand what you mean when you say things in different ways. I mean, because he had a blunt approach. That's his style. And I had to understand that. As far as learning and understanding personalities. And 
it made me realize, like I said, how to how to love a woman and how to love also her seeds, which are not yours. Because a lot of people don't understand. You can correlate it to the to the wild. Let me give you an example. My mother's a lioness. She had her own pride. And when the male lion came around and saw this pride, the male lion, the new male lion, which is my stepfather, he took over that pride. And the wild, when a male lion takes over the pride, any any young lions get killed or kicked out. Point blank. Mostly killed. That's how it works in the wild. Because that lion wants to pass his genes on. And once that once those cubs get killed, the lioness is going to heat. And they can they can reproduce with his genes. That's how nature works. Learn something. Now, you correlate that to man. You have many male lions who take over new prides. And when they come in, sometimes they don't accept the young lions that are already there. A lot of times they do. I want to get make that point known. A lot of times they don't. Also, unfortunately, I was able to experience someone who did. And that taught me. That showed me how to do it. Therefore, it wasn't hard when I was placed in that situation as an adult. Not to mention the fact that I genuinely do love my sons. I don't look at them as stepsons. Those are my boys. I've been there since they were babies. Shout out to my sons, Ricardo Owens and Carvine Owens. Two of the best young men that you ever could meet. Shout out to my son, Kwame Hill. I love all my kids. With my sons, it's a different relationship. Because I'm a man. And my daughters, they're females. As far as my sons go, even though like they say, gene, gene, genealogy-wise, they're not my sons. We have they have a lot of traits from me, just from assimilation. And it's nice when you see that, because it lets you know, you know, your work wasn't in vain. Also, and they've told me many times how they appreciate things that I that we've done, or I've, I've taught them, or shown them. Or just being there for them. And that's all you that's all you want. Whether if it's your quote unquote stepchild or your quote unquote um child. You want that child whose life you are in, whose life you are in charge of, to feel safe and secure that you love me, you got my back. And once they feel like that, then it's wonderful. Then it's great. There was a lot of things that I had to learn over, over the years. We didn't have a bumpy relationship. <laughs> but they've made me a great, um, a much better man and a much better father. Just by being around them, noticing them grow from babies to men 
my son's got beards and I can't even grow a beard. <laughs> but, you know, you think back to all the different birthday parties or graduations or games or different times at home. And you see them now. And it's just wonderful feeling because you want them to be like that my like all of my sons are fathers now and you just hope that whatever example you show them that they can be the same way with their kids and when you see it with them and their own kids it's a great feeling trust me for anyone who has small kids or has no kids when you see them when they become parents themselves and you see some of the things that you went through with them that they go through with their own children or you see how they make their children feel see for instance all of my sons have daughters And I have one son, one son that, that that has daughters, and he has my only grandson. So now, my sons who have daughters, they are going to base their lives on how they raise their daughters, on how they how they've seen me raise my daughters and it's very interesting to see that because I tried I've tried I have uh three three daughters and a sister-in-law that we raised since the age of five and she's all She's the same age as, she's a year older than my oldest daughter. So, with that being said, my sons have seen me all their lives <laughs> interact or raise my daughters, even though my daughters weren't in the home. But I've tried as much as I can to try to spoil my daughters to just to show them that you know or or not so much just spoil them monetarily spoil them mentally let them know that their black that their black is beautiful and which is something they've been knowing that since they've been little girls to always constantly express upon them how beautiful they are how beautiful their black skin is, how beautiful, their, how important their race is. So with, with them seeing that, hopefully as their babies get older, they, they both have, they, my, my youngest two have three-year-old grand, have three-year-old daughters who were born eight days apart. And my youngest daughter, she has a um, my uh, my grand she has a granddaughter, but my son. Sorry for that interruption. <laughs> I'm in the chamber recording, but as I was saying, um, with my son seeing me raise my daughters, and that with the age of that that their daughters are at now. And I see how their daughters look at them. <laughs> and it's great because my granddaughters, my granddaughters run the house, by the way, whenever they're around. And just to see their interaction with their fathers because um, they don't live here naturally. Um, it's great because these little girls are very spoiled. They're very smart. 
They're incredibly smart. They're both very smart. Kinsley and Aubrey. And they're, 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 both of them are a direct reflection of their fathers. Which is ironic. <laughs> they're both a, a direct reflection of their fathers. So I'm anxious to see them grow and get older. And my um my son Kwame, my oldest son, he has three daughters. Camille, Kamora, and Kamaya. And ironically, he's in the same kind of situation that I was in. When I was uh when I was younger. He has a daughter that that um that is in a, in a estranged relationship. He doesn't see. I had a daughter who lived out of town. But his other two daughters he sees on a regular basis, but one stays with my um daughter. But he's seen me interact and raise his sisters. Can't blow. So he's he's seen how I've tried to support his sisters, him. <laughs> but and my sons have seen, you know, how you try how you have to you have to show your daughters how you want them to be treated by another man. Not hitting on them, talking to them, trying to understand their point of view. There's been many times when my daughters have had to tell me, Dad, X, Y, Z, and I had to learn from them. As far as I'm not happy with you because of X, Y, Z. Which is a hard thing to deal with, especially when you don't live in a home. I've had indirect messages sent to me by my children. But my, I'm talking about my daughters. To let me know. I'm not happy with you at the moment. But yet and still, my daughters, each one of them feels as though... <laughs> They're my favorite. Understand what I'm telling you. I have three daughters. Each one of them feels as though they are my favorite child. All that tells me is I've been doing something correctly. Or at least trying to and it's coming through that way. But that's how I want my sons to be with their with their daughters, or either one of their, any one of their children. But especially since they have girls, you want that 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 girl to feel like a princess at all times when she's a toddler, adolescent, preteen, teen, young woman. All that time, you are preaching and teaching to her how beautiful, how delicate she is. So she can understand that when she becomes a young woman, how special she is, how special she needs to be treated. That's your job as her father. Like Chris Rock had a joke that said, my, my job is to keep her off the pole. He ain't talking about the election polls, and that's 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 very real, as a, as a father. That's your job, keep her off the pole. Simple. The meaning is very deep. Do you really want your daughter to be a stripper? Yeah, I'm out here hustling. I'm getting it. You really do? You really want that? No, no father wants that. No father nor mother wants that. 
Oh man, that's, that's her life. I, just, I understand that. Nothing you can do. But that's what I'm saying. You don't want that to be her only means of being able to support herself. Because it's like, mentally, you couldn't come up with any other plan. Out of all these years I've been teaching and training you, this is what you could this is what you can come up with. That's what the parent feels. Or should feel. It's the same as on the other side. If that child as a as a male decides to be a stripper or go or, or, or sell drugs. All this teaching and training I've been doing, and this is what you're gonna do. I'm trying to hustle. I'm trying to get. I'm trying. Uh, okay, well, I've been trying to show you how to master the legal hustle, and this is what you're going to do. You see what I'm saying? Now, back to the subject. You want that father daughter relationship to be so strong, and you want them to feel as though I can come to you with anything at all times. Like I used to tell my daughters, you know, don't think I'm going to respond in this way or, th or that way. Tell me whatever it is, you know, I will deal with it. I'm pretty sure a lot of parents tell that to, 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 to their kids. I hope they do. LG and the Bulldogs again. Shout out to my sponsors, Too Much Sauce St. Louis, St. Louis, Missouri. Number one rising chicken spot. Chicken, fish, shrimp, 5249 Delmar, St. Louis, Missouri, 63108, 314-448-6260. Call ahead 20 minutes is all food is cooked to order. And we also have Grubhub now. Now I would like to speak about being a step parent. One of the most important jobs you could ever have in your life. You are in charge of raising or helping raise someone else's children, getting them to a, a, a point, a place where they can succeed in life, dealing with whatever situation is going on with their parent situation. It may be a deceased parent, dealing with whatever emotions psychologically that they are dealing with, with the quote-unquote replacement of a parent. A lot of children don't accept that. That's another uh, thing that you, have, that, that you have to realize. Some children, depending on the age that they are, just naturally won't accept it. But if that quote-unquote step-parent continues to always come from a place of love and help and understanding, that child... Once they mature, should come around. If the step parent is still in in the um, picture, which they should be. But if once you once you mature and you become a parent yourself, you may become a step parent, and you will see this person if if, if they were always as the as the as the hood says one hundred, <laughs> if they were always quote unquote doing what they're supposed to do then you will, re you will realize I was wrong and I need to let such and such know that they were only trying to help me. Well, I was probably upset because my my mother was being replaced or my father was being replaced, so I thought. Happens all the time. I was placed in a situation where I had to do that. Because I was told I was a young adult making adult decisions. Got married at a very young age. I was told, man, you don't know anything about life. So I'm like, man, hold on. You know, I, no, I was told, you, 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 you stupid. You dumb. I was told, but, but, but I was, what, what I was being told was I was dumb to life. And I didn't understand that. I was like, man, I ain't never been told I was dumb ever. 
So I'm like, I'll show you. <laughs> 19, 20 years old. And then realized a few years later, yeah, I am dumb to life. Yeah, you was right. I had no problem admitting that. I'm a grown man. I've told many youngsters the same thing. Because it's the truth. What 20-year-old is ready for life? Making adult decisions for real. You don't even know yourself. You still got a lot of growing to do. I mean, you need help running your life. Because you're not used to it yet. You haven't been properly prepared. And most of us haven't been. Because we need financial training. Shoot, we got adults that need financial training. Let alone youngsters. But that's another thing. Being able to understand as a step-parent that I have shortcomings. As a parent, period. And let my quote-unquote stepchildren know it's okay, it's cool. I've been in your position before. I was a young boy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My sons, are, are they are just great, though. They've always been great. Always, since kindergarten. Never been too much of a, never been a problem, behavior-wise. Academics-wise, they've always handled business. Like I always tell all my kids, <laughs> You handle business in the classroom. We don't ever have an issue. So parenting-wise, I've been able to live stress-free because my kids have handled business in the classroom. There were some times when they didn't. As far as my daughters. But just speaking about my quote-unquote stepkids, I hate saying that. I really hate saying that. My sons, my boys, man, they have done their thing since kindergarten. It is so easy to, I guess, quote unquote, brag about my sons. <laughs> but I don't look at it as bragging. I don't think any parent looks at it as bragging when you're a good, quote unquote, good parent. It's just the love you feel in the, in, in the proudness, the pride you feel about your accomplishments of your children. That's not bragging. All they're saying is, I love my kids and whatever they've done or 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 are or doing. That's all it is. And I don't like when people think people are bragging about their kids. When it's when it's sincere. Okay. Why not say something about my, my child did did this or did that, did this or did that? It's the same as hey, my child got got this trophy for playing in playing in again in a in a in a tournament. It's the same thing. Hey, my child got his masters. My child graduated college. I tell people with young kids, until you experience a college graduation, you haven't experienced happiness. That's just it's such a deep level of joy that you get, to, get that you that you sit there and experience. Yeah, it's not the same as a high school graduation, but because it's on a grander scale. But any parent who has a child in high school, please push them to go as far as they can, because the the feeling that you feel at a college graduation versus a high school graduation is worlds apart. And anyone who's had a child who's graduated college can let you know that. And that's just being for real. Because you and me, <laughs> being the emotional person that I am at times when it comes to my kids, I have yet to be at a graduation where I haven't cried. And I've, and as you see with all these children, I've been at a lot of graduations. A lot. Elementary school, 
preschool, high school, college, masters, a lot of graduations. But it's just the happiness that you feel because, like I I always say, nothing better than exercising the brain. And these are people that you've seen since babies constantly exercising their, their brains all the way through the educational level. Showing. Yes, I, I've, I've shown this is what this is how I look at it, that that child is showing. OK, I've. I've learned how to um, excel through the system. You got to learn the street street side or some of it, but you got to learn their side, the corporate side. You got to be able to play their game. And the only way you can play their game is educational wise. Because that day shape runs like that. So once you master that part, then you can add the what you learn from the street side, combine them together. And there you have a new school hustler. Which is what we have. So. Yeah, my, uh, my, my, my kids are uh, a truly an inspiration to my life. Because I didn't finish college. And I got some who finished college and I got some who, who didn't. But my boys... Yeah, they are truly an inspiration. They are great young men. In their own right, they're two two separate individuals. They're two different kind of fathers. But they're still very good fathers. I wonder where they get that from. (laughs) But, um, and my son, my oldest son, he's a good father also. I didn't want to seem like I was leaving him out, but I was just focusing on my quote-unquote stepkids for this show. We're not saying that term anymore, ever. As you see, I never really say that, but like I said, this is for the show, period. Unless it gets edited out. <laughs> but it's just for journalistic purposes. It's never for a my everyday life and it shouldn't be for anyone else's because once your family your family point blank that's it there is no dividing line everyone is accepted for who they are completely totally wholeheartedly whatever you whatever you do in your life I'm there for you good and bad I'm not going to support anything that's bad. But I'm there for you during the bad times and the good times. Because you need that as a young male. As a young person, period. But definitely as a young male. You have to understand that someone knows and understands what you're going through. Which is very important. To be able to understand and let that child know or children know I love you and everything about you. I may not be your father per se, but I am. And you continue to show that to that child throughout their life. And once you become older, then, then, then you'll see the fruits of your work. That's how it works. Some fathers, I don't know why they cannot understand that. And some mothers cannot understand that. I don't understand, but I can only speak of it from a father perspective. That's what I lived through, being on the child side and being on the father's side. How could you knowingly corrupt a mind or do something against a child? whether if it's yours or not, but especially in this realm, speaking of a child that's not yours, yet you love this, this woman and you not, you're not going to do what you need to do 
for this child who's part of your family now? That's insane. That's crazy. For instance, when you have a, child, a father who comes in and you and you molest a child that that this that this woman has, how can anyone in their right mind do anything of that sort? That's just crazy. Let alone, I've I've heard of someone who's doing it who's done it to their own child, but to do that to a, a, a woman's child. And then you have some women who who will take that 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 father's side over the child, which is a whole nother um, show. But how evil can you be? That's the same as that lion who comes in and kills the cubs. Learn something. That's the same thing. You you are not good for that pride at all. At all, you're not good for any pride. You should never have children or be around anyone's kids. And that'd be and that's the killing part. Cause you'll have guys who will do things like that, yet they will have their own kids. But if somebody do something to their kids, then it's a big deal. It's an issue. Whether it, maybe it's not. Because if they don't care about somebody else's kids, they probably don't care about their own. But once again, this show is about parenting. Parenting never stops. That's why you have <laughs> uh, homes that have grown people who lived in them. But that can be done from a communal perspective. And a lot of families don't do that. If you looked at it as, hey, why don't we all chip in on a $3,000 a month car no I mean, um, house note? I mean, you're going to live in a damn near in, in a state. If all adults are working and working together. Think about it. But, um, as far as, like I said, parenting never stops when you are a parent that cares. I, you know, you talk about, you know, you got people that say, I ain't helping no grown person, blah, 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 blah. So you would allow your child or your grandchildren to be in the dark because you're not going to help a grown person. Think about that. If your child called you up and said, my life's about to get cut off, you're going to be like, oh, I guess they're going to get cut off then. Cause I ain't helping no grown. Or would you say, well, um, since I can't really do anything financially, why don't y'all come over here? Or if you have it, you pay the bill. Who's going to just let their grandkids or their child just be in the dark? That's crazy. Because you're not going to help a grown person. Or um, I'm not the kind of, like, I don't, in that same situation, you have some parents who be like, you need to hurry up and get my money back too. Yeah, I understand that. But you ain't got to hurry up and give me my money back. It's my child. I ain't really chipping off getting my money back unless it was something I really needed and I, and I gave it to you in a pinch. But I mean, for real, are you really chipping off getting some money back from your child? And your grandkids? You really chipping off that? Learn something. I'm just being for real. Your, your child really need to pay you back. Because you helped off from, from, from your child and your grandkids being in the dark. You getting your money back is way more important than what you're saying. Because, you know, that's how some people feel. Myself, obviously, I look at it like this. Obviously, something's going on financially. You're in a pinch. So, why would I sit up here and rush for you to get my money back? That's my child. Grandkids, whatever. I'm going to put all this pressure on you to get my money back. 
when it's obvious something you, you had an issue anyway. Because I really need my money. That's how that's how that's, that's how people looking. Never, never, ever. Don't get down like that. I'm sorry. Well, your kids gonna be looking at you like you an ATM machine. Well, they don't look at me like that. I'd rather they look at me like that than look at the pole. Learn something. I'd rather they look at me like that than uh getting them uh some some dope fronted to them. They start selling dope. Learn something. That's how you want your kids to look at you like, not so much like an ATM, but you have my back when I'm in trouble or when I need you. That's what we. That's what I tell all of mine. Use your support system. Don't use it in a negative way. Use it in a positive way. Use your whole support system. Y'all are young parents. Use your support system. You have people who are willing and want to help you. Not just me, but have other parents that help they help out on both sides. They've been blessed with good situations as far as both of them. But use your support system. Because I don't have any issue with helping in whatever way I can. That's what you're supposed to do as grandparents. And it's not a situation where, you know, you have, you're competing with the other grandparents and nothing like that. No one gives a damn about any of that as far as on this world where I come from. I ain't never been like that. It's always about what what what, what can we do? What's, what's best for this child? What are we doing for the child? Is the child okay? Do the child need this or need that? What? We don't want that child to go without anything ever. Same as we didn't want our kids to go without anything. Anything that they need. And anything that they want, if we can. That's the grandparents' job. That's the parents' job. And for this show, it's the step-parents' job. You are there for that child in all aspects. If you see the child going through something emotionally or emotionally or psychologically, you got to try to be there for that child and draw that out and figure out what's going on. Something I learned from my wife. Shout out to my beautiful wife, Sherry Hill. Constantly being in dialogue with the, with, with the children. That's what she does. I kind of let let her do it like that. And I don't, I don't put as much pressure on because then it's like, wait a minute, everybody, they just, everybody's all in, I'm in, 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 in my business. As a young adult, no one likes that. But I, 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 I do communicate. <laughs> just get them their space. I, I give all, all my kids their space. But we do communicate though. But with the daughters, these young ladies, wonderful young ladies. Spoiled, rotten. <laughs> but they are great young ladies. Great young ladies. All uh, 3.5, four of them. Only one, my, only one of my daughters has children. She has my granddaughter, Bella. My youngest daughter, Jasmine. Shout out to her. Shout out to, to my sister-in-law, Sherry Ford. And shout out to my daughters. Jasmine, Cynthia, and Dominique, who all think they're my favorite. <laughs> it's just, it, it's, it's funny to me. It's very funny. It's very funny. But a big shout out to all of them and my grandkids. They all keep me on point. It's a beautiful life when they're around. Whether if it's one, two, or six. It's a beautiful life when the grandkids come around. Because you're seeing them learn. 
at different stages. I got toddlers all the way up to nine years old. So, just seeing the cycle of life repeat itself and hopefully no no more dysfunction. But academic-wise, that's what I'm excited to see because these are all smart young kids. Shout out to my grandson, King Malik. That's my guy. As of right now, the next generation depends on him as far as my genes. <clears throat> and that's not putting any pressure on my children to have any grandkids. Never like that. But yeah, he's he's the next car- he's a he's the next carrier. So, you know. And he's the first grandson. He's very special. I heard he looked like his grandfather. <laughs> but uh once again I wanna give a big shout out to my sponsor, Too Much South St. Louis. Fifty two forty nine Delmar, sixty one oh eight, St. Louis, Missouri. Three one four 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 eight six two six zero. Call ahead. Twenty minutes is all food is cooked to order, and we also on Grubhub. And this is gonna wrap up this episode. Parenting, parenting in my life, and I hope um, this gave it a better perspective to anyone who's in a situation of learning how to deal with it. As far as seeing someone who's lived on both sides, knowing that you have to be accepting, you have to be open. It has to be coming from a place of love first and foremost. It's not hard. It's not hard at all. It doesn't make a difference because you didn't produce that child. And that's what I learned, like I said, at a formative age in my life, and which has helped shape and mold me. And as far as what I learned and what I tried to exhibit, according to my kids, and like I said, for this show, and never more, my stepkids, I've done a great job to pat myself on the back for once in my life. But uh, the proof is in the pudding. With that, learn some episode eight. Signing off. <laughs>